Hey everybody, you've reached the Mayfair Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm Andrew. And this is Josh. We're going to be chatting about November 27th through December 3rd. Whoa, December. We're almost through this oh, year. Man, oh, well, listen, don't Everything's going to be <laughs> perfect January 1st, right? Won't December be the worst month? Because then it's also cold and there's snow and then plus the... Well, I'll stop mentioning bad stuff. But the point is, I guess I can try to look forward to my like Christmas horror movies, you know? Like yeah. I do my like 25 sleighs of Christmas or... 12 sleighs of I don't know some number of sleighs you know well yesterday was the first like yesterday it looked like Christmas for the first oh, yeah. time and I was working didn't think I'd have to but I actually shoveled Ooh. and it's just something you got to keep on top of because it was super easy so I did it took 10 minutes there was just the tiniest bit of snow on the ground but if you blink and don't do that for a week around here all of a sudden there's like we're snowed in s- yeah, <laughs> yeah six yeah. foot ice monster everywhere oh it's horrible so. edward snowden over here we can't have that. <laughs> now it's funny you say that because yesterday was the first time i ever shoveled at our new place like i've never actually shoveled my own like i've, sho- I've like shoveled you know rental places but yeah and so i was out there and i was like oh wow and it was all is wet snow which is like not more fun it's actually much worse but i like did the whole thing and then like halfway through you're sort of like all right this is uh not super fun like and i had to go out this morning like we were getting a furnace installed so I'm like oh god we gotta wake up early go make sure it's all good for the guy and then the, it was like a giant van that was out onto the sidewalk. And so, like, I guess a woman went by with a baby carriage and started screaming, like, at the van and yelling <laughs> at our house, even though no one was out there. And so my wife was like, can you go out and shovel the sidewalk just so it's easier? And I was like, just to clarify, you're asking me to shovel city property. And she was like, I'll go do it. I was like, no, 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 I'm just saying, I'm just saying. And so I went out and I shoveled again. And so, like, our one spot there looks incredible and is, like, perfect the rest of the sidewalk not as much but i'm like come on i can't do everything when i was changing the marquee last night which was the first night that it was really miserable to do so and in recent years i don't know who gets credit of geniusly suggesting this might have been melissa where just one night she just went do we have to change the marquee over winter and i think it was lee and i both were you know we're nice laid-back bosses (laughs) and we're both we're both pretty much like uh, yeah, that seems very logical. And but no one brought it up before. No one brought it up before. <laughs> Since 1932. God, you know. How many people have died doing this <laughs> over the years? Well, we used to use orphans. Yeah, so. that's fair. It's different. It was a different time. But man, it's miserable when you're just up there. It wasn't even that cold yesterday. It was like minus five or something. And if we have listeners from California right now going, minus five. Right. But over wintertime often, we just put up a, go check mayfairtheater.ca. Mm-hmm. So that might happen soon, but having said that, I think the next week is back to sun again, so Yeah, it's supposed to be real nice coming up. But, oh, it was miserable. You're just up there, and you can't get the marquee tiles off without your fingers, so you got to take off your gloves, get that off. Oh, it's the worst. Sometimes you got to, like, pound on it with your fist, because they're sort of, like, kind of frozen in a little bit. Oh, it's brutal. Although, you reminded me that the furnace company we went with was established in 1933, and, I, I, and it's funny, like, nobody other than me would ever think this. But I was like, wow, the, the Mayfair was open for one year when they got their business established. I wonder what they were showing. Can you check your records and see if you put yeah. in a heating unit at the Mayfair? Yeah, I have a question related to not your business whatsoever. And so today, we have a lot of rentals in, which is great. Renting right now for us is probably more profitable than just showing a movie sometimes. Yeah, it's true. But on Friday and Monday, private rentals... And then Saturday and Sunday had in the Outdoor Film Fest. Oh, yeah. And on Thursday. So, yes, Thursday through Monday had rentals of some form. And then next weekend, we have private rentals again on Saturday, Sunday. 
we'll put that word out there that you can do that too. You can yeah. come in and rent a movie. Because there's nothing better to do. Yeah, no, no. what else are you going to do? <laughs> you get the whole thing. Like, literally, my best friend is here now watching a movie. And I was like, you know, I did no discount, nothing. It's like, he just knew nothing. this is the thing you do, you know? And plus, like, we were able to go and, like, grill him a little bit, which was nice. And I think he's being all romantic and it's like a date night, essentially. <laughs> yeah, so I was sure to go yeah. up there and be like, hey, guys, remember me? But you can, especially for a matinee, it's cost effective that if 20, 25 people do it, if 20 people do it, it's like 20 bucks a pop, Mm -hmm. which isn't that bad. And especially, you know, we forget, we get a bit spoiled where we're like, yeah, we can come in and watch movies whenever. (laughs) I can imagine if I was a kid, I never even thought of it when I was a kid. If you could be like, hey, for a birthday party, come into the Mayfair and watch Army of Darkness or something. Yeah. Because I don't think the Mayfair did that when I was a kid. I think that's. I think we started that essentially. No, and it's smart with like, if, if you were able to plan like a kid's party or something and just be like, you know, every kid throws in whatever. Even if you did like every kid throws in 10 bucks and then the parent pays the difference or something like that. I don't know if they're doing it as a, as a special thing. I don't know. We've had that in the before times. It worked really well for daycare centers. Because mm-hmm, yeah. I, I think it was three different daycare centers in the somewhat neighborhood were savvy enough to book together. So instead of having whatever 40 kids they had 40 kids times three so 120 kids yeah but then they had a whole (laughs) bunch of teachers and four or five buses just basically pulled up it was a weird day it was so many kids kids everywhere so many kids and they kept coming in and out of the candy bar basically the whole movie (laughs) which was fine like they were cute but it was just like so random just a kid would come in like wheezing and it's just like how much is the jelly beans or whatever and i'm just like okay that was i forgot about that day actually there was a genuine sense of please don't leave anyone behind yeah like with that many kids you think just like counting heads and by mistake you say seven twice and all of a sudden you're like everyone on the bus and afterwards too they were all in the lobby like all of them were in the lobby and the stairs and everything and i remember trying to get into the theater you just couldn't you're just like there's no point it's like wall-to-wall kids you know yeah, so we can't do that right now. No, and that's not a good idea for anyone, frankly. <laughs> but yeah, for 50 and under people, it's very doable. And so, yeah. So anyhow, so that's going on now. And then we just have normal movies after that. It's a it's a nice thing for patrons to make use of during these times. It's a real thrill. And like what they did was like play a movie and like a little like film clip thingy afterwards. Yeah. So I mean, you can have fun with it. Like that's what I kind of like. When I did one, yeah, I did. I just kind of rendered a two hour thing or whatever, played an MP4. Like that's kind of the thing. Like I think I don't think people realize like how many options there are. Like you can yeah. bring a Blu-ray, you can bring a USB, you know, you can bring like, I guess a video game system if the poster is to be believed. Yeah, well that's, I don't think I've told this story before, but. Somebody came in and they were playing, and I don't know anything about these kind of video games, but it was one of those video games like, you know, you make a character like and mm-hmm. run around. There's no end. You just, <laughs> I remember feeling so old because I remember my friend started playing Warcraft years ago. Yeah. And it was like a perfect commercial where I was like, oh, so you play and then you beat the dragon and you're done. And he goes, no, 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 you keep going and they add more things. And I was like, there's no ending. There's yeah. no ending. So it was one of those games, but instead of playing, the kids were so happy just to build their character on the big screen. (laughs) So they'd change the armor and change the color of the shoes and change the hair. And the mom came up and she wasn't angry, but she was like, guys, I'm paying for you to play video games on the big screen. Don't you want to play? And they were just content to do that. Then they got bored of doing that. And I said, oh, well, you brought your PlayStation in, so your Netflix options might be on it. You can just watch some cartoons for a while. And they were excited about that. 
And I was impressed with the kids because they watched a Doctor Who and a Spider-Man or what? something. That's, are so you that, sure this wasn't you? No, no, it wasn't me. <laughs> that sounds a lot like you. So that was their birthday rental. And they brought in pizza and cake or whatever. And it was oh, like man. a dozen kids. And so they built a character, watched some stuff and ate some cake. And that yeah. was their birthday party. That does sound good. But I mean, like that whole, like, I, I kind of hate that part of the game where you got to make your character. Like, I'm just yeah. like, really? Like, I got to do another five minutes of this before I can wander into the wall because I'm not good at this? Like, I think some kids get totally into that. Just like super built. <laughs> Like that perfectionist character. kids yeah. <laughs> it's good it's attention to detail i guess but i think that's where they trick people into like paying virtual money to buy yeah. a new toque or something online I never got that when i first started dating my wife like she played warcraft which i don't know if i'm allowed to say that but i don't think she listens to this so we did should you be meet, okay. did you meet on warcraft no 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 <laughs> but like well we met online but not in that way but like it was I don't know. Like, I, I, I don't care. I thought it was kind of cool, actually. Like, I was just, you know, and she, but I felt kind of bad for it because it's like, you know, she's she's like a woman playing this game and it's just so much toxic males on there. Oh, I just, can imagine. She don't, you know, she met a lot of cool people as well. But like, you know, it's just kind of like I was a young geek as well and make, still am in some ways. So you just imagine you're just like, oh, a girl, you know, <laughs> like it's just it changes everything. So I kind of felt bad for her for that. But she, she was so self-conscious for a long time about just playing that. I was just like, who cares? Like, just people like their nerdy junk. I mean, I know I do. So <laughs> I thought it was great. Biggest difference now is embracing your nerddom. Yeah. No, no shame. No shame in being a nerd now. No, no. It's what we keep saying. I don't know. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's, not... that's what my mom told me. Yeah. You know, we, we're doing our best over here. Jeez. Hey, speaking of nerd junk, did we get a new router? <laughs> What'd you just call me? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Our internet. We had a router from, I think, 1973. That's not a giant. <laughs> that's not a walkie-talkie because I can only see half of it. And it honestly looks like an old-timey walkie-talkie. I don't know when routers were invented because I know internet is from before you think it is. Like internet is from before 1994 yeah but we had a router from i think five years before routers were invented it was like one of those flintstone routers like made of rocks and had like a little bird inside it or something but so marcus got us a new one our projectionist guy and it looks like a tron router yeah and now we have uh internet that works internet that works (laughs) and like but like crazy 5g internet oh 5g so, yeah is that the highest g are yeah. we up to six yet that's also the one that gives you the cancer though so oh. that's not true that's not true. but, but <laughs> like no if you I'm, look at it too long yeah i think that that's the sun you're thinking of but it's still it's, <laughs> like that it look there's three i didn't realize there's like three antennas on it that means it's like three times the power it's right or, or it's just 3g like you need two more to get the 5g out of it that's crazy. Like, I, I didn't even... I've never seen a, a router like that. I think it's pretty fancy. This is good. We, we, there also could be no router, and we're just, like, filling time <laughs> with it. Trust us. There's a really cool-looking router Well, here. things were just... It's like, you know, technology moves so fast, but, yeah, I think our routers were ready to be brought out back and put out of their misery. Man, well, we, did, we upgraded one, like, two years ago, I remember, but that could have been the modem. I don't know. I well, don't I noticed understand. we were trying to stream something, which we don't usually do. We only stream stuff if it's, like, a private engagement, mm-hmm. and it was just being really clunky. And now we're in this age, to actually speak of business-related things, where more and more we're getting films sent to us, zapped to us, yeah. streamed to us, torrented to us. For the inner tubes. Well, yeah. You guys have all the terms. All the terms. <laughs> and it's interesting because... I always associated torrent with evil. Right. Or just a lot of rain <laughs> or, or Metallica. You know, like. Or Metallica <laughs> yelling at me for some reason all the time. I didn't even take your album. I don't know what you're talking about. It was Josh. But torrent was invented to not be evil. And so now we're using... Really? Tor- yeah. Well, torrent is like two boring businesses swapping information back and forth. It was supposed to be for that kind of stuff. So now we're using torrent. A not boring business. A not boring business. <laughs> 
to get our movies and animation companies use them anything like that that's Mm -hmm. sending that kind of media back and forth so we have a middleman now i think the company is called it's called like you know cube but spelt with a q and a z or umlaut or something (laughs) there's a z in there too (laughs) yeah underscore it's for smaller companies right now but a lot of the smaller companies instead of putting it on a hard drive putting it in a truck and sending it to us we're just getting it sent to us by Mm. email essentially it's a lot easier it's better for the distributor. You're not paying to ship it here. So I think that's going to be the future quicker than we think. I think that's a couple years away versus 10 years away that yeah. everybody's just doing that. And people are like, oh, what about piracy? And I'm like, well, I think this might be rose-colored glasses, but I think anybody pirating that wasn't going to come anyhow, yeah. you know? And they'll be protected and everything. And you got to get a key to open it. And the key, yeah. you got to get this like giant three page long password to get it so there must be a giant file i'm assuming oh enormous nothing that you could conveniently watch at home anyhow unless like you were downloading for a long time yeah yeah because i remember you saying like just how the dcp material itself the the actual like brain of it or whatever it's like a massive thing you know i forget the exact number but i know for vanguard the jackie chan movie we're playing Mm -hmm. right now i believe it's that one i could be wrong i think it's that one marcus was downloading it, had some problems, so they sent him another file or whatever. And Marcus is like one of those guys in the movies with like eight laptops in front of him and yeah. like like in, in minority report where you're like got the hologram. <laughs> I was thinking swordfish for some reason. <laughs> he's like, able he's to the, arrest he... people before they commit a crime. Yeah, he's yeah. Hugh Jackman as swordfish. But he did it at home as well, I think, and it took like twelve hours. Wow. Jeez. And Marcus doesn't have dial up at home. You yeah. know? <laughs> like Man. so it's yeah it's it's big file so anyhow so that's interesting that we can now it happens so fast like it seems like not that long ago we were carrying rolls of film yeah. up to the box office and carrying them down a oh, week man. later that doesn't happen anymore no jeez yeah that's it. it used to be such a treat sort of i mean for the viewers I guess. yeah it was a treat for the lifters not as no. much Man, well, that's cool, though. I mean, it does make so much sense. Like, we talked about that before, just, like, courier costs and, like, FedEx and all that oh, yeah. stuff. Like, for either either way, whoever's paying for it, you know? Well, even now, it's it's so funny how wasteful business can be. Mm-hmm. It just is. Every business. But we're playing Possessor coming up. Oh, so good. And I don't think I'm exaggerating in that we've gotten, like, 12 posters. Wow. They'll just... A distributor will... Only random, 12? I, like, will <laughs> randomly... the same poster? The same poster. Okay. The exact same yellow <laughs> scary face poster. Yeah, it's a creepy poster. And I think it's just they go, oh, it's September. We'll send the Mayfair a roll of 20 posters and there's two Possessor in there. And then it happens again and again. And then they say, oh, they booked our movie. Let's send them two posters. <laughs> but they just keep doing it. Yeah, and, yeah. and that's not rare that happens often it's either side of the coin we're either desperate to find a poster or we've got 12 Too many of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah we're possessed we get it stop it like, and it's we've good got during these times because we're low on posters so we we put one outside one inside but it's so funny like the other day a friend of mine was looking for a poster and you know we don't get rid of anything we're not going to sell a 2001 poster no nah. but he wanted to take a spongebob poster for his kid we might be playing spongebob coming up but I think we have four or five. Yeah. And so it's just like, yeah. And then we get somewhere. It's a random poster of an international film we've barely heard of. We might not have screened. It's the face of an actor you don't really know. (laughs) It's like some kind of Merchant Ivory movie. And we got 10 of them. Yeah. And you feel wasteful just throwing them away. Yeah. But you're like, no one wants these. No... (laughs) 
movie museum wants to put so this good. up. No one wants to frame this. And you're just like, uh, sorry, poster. It's like Julie Havisham. In, and, <laughs> yeah. and she's drinking tea. And you're like, I, I feel like that name could be familiar. Like, I don't know what's going on. Or it's like a Pope documentary. And you're like, well, I guess somebody might want to put the Pope up on their wall. Uh, oh people like the Pope. That's true. Like, popular. It's like, you know, you got Zappa. You're like, oh, a lot of Zappa fans. You're like, Pope. I mean, well, are they are they poster buyers? I don't know. <laughs> like, Possessor's a funny one, though, because like, it's a creepy poster, you know? Yeah. It's, it's not really pleasing to look at. I loved the movie. I, I don't really want one of those. So. No. But, yeah, I mean, it could be worse. I do think you should put them in every poster box as a gag. I <laughs> think that so would people be... are like, what? Or at least, like, if you know Lee's coming in, just put them all <laughs> in. and be like, Lee, we didn't put up any possessor posters. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> oh, man. And we don't mess around nearly enough here, apparently. Okay, that's a good segue. We can talk. <laughs> we, we, we just mentioned a number of movies we have coming up. Yeah. So, November 27th through December 3rd. So... I'm torn on Possessor mm-hmm. because the poster scares me. Yes. But then I saw the trailer. Looks good. And the trailer looks like a Canadian Matrix. But then I listened to a podcast called The Flop House, and one of the hosts highly recommended it, but said it was gross. So uh, I don't know where I sit now. Um, I wouldn't. I mean, well, I'm a bad person to ask. About so no this, spoilies. But, uh, but no, no, no. I, I wouldn't say it's gross. Like, there's obviously like some murders in it. I don't think that's a spoiler. Does he take after his dad? The, the director uh, yes but like that's the thing like i'm not the biggest cronenberg fan like i mean i like what i like of his stuff like i like a, a couple of his things very very much and then there's other stuff where i'm just sort of like okay his son definitely does his own thing and like i i might have liked possessor more than any of his dad's stuff Whoa. which is not to say it's like better than that but just like it's it's a really strong film and just visually it's very cool but like yeah, I mean, there's a couple of gruesome murders in it, for sure, but I, I, I didn't think... It, it's an unsettling movie, maybe I would say, but it's really one a more of like a head trip, but not one of those like, I don't know, like a three-hour Darren Aronofsky thing where you're like, see, that's, okay. That's why the poster's so weird, because I look at the poster, and it looks like it's going to be some eraser head kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, it's not that. And but- then you see the trailer, and it, it's... People with guns and kind of like a dystopian future. It's a linear movie with, you know, beginning, middle, end. Like, it all makes sense. And it's it's just like, it just kind of visually messes with you a bit, I guess. Yeah. So, like, that's kind of what I liked about it, because it wasn't one of these ones where you're ju- you just halfway through it, like, okay, this is just going to be one of those, whoa, hey. on a On a scale of one to five Gwens, where five <laughs> oh, Gwens is it's too scary and yeah. she doesn't want to watch it, and one Gwen is it's like a normal sci-fi movie that yeah. doesn't scare her. What's the sliding scale of Gwen doesn't like horror movies but like science fiction. I almost wouldn't even call it a full-on horror movie. I know we get into this a lot, but I'll tell you this. Like, my wife loved it. Okay. And she's not a bloody guts type person. Right. Like like I said, like there's a couple of uh, bloody murders, but they're not worse than a than like Hannibal or something. Right, right, right. I, I would say. Like, I, I mean, it's like it's not like it's pleasant or something. But like, it's like, scarier than Doctor Who, but it's yeah. not a David Cronenberg movie. Yeah, basically. Like, it's, it's you know, it's, it's unsettling, but, like, you really sort of get into under the skin of the character, I think. And, like, that's why I liked it so much is just you're, you're following this character throughout what, what's going on with them and stuff. And it's really more about that. Like, it's almost not really a character study, but, like, it's an interesting... Like, really more of, like, almost a hardcore thriller, I would say, than, than a straight horror movie. Like, it, I, I could see it being a horror movie. I get it. But for me, personally, it wasn't just that. It's not just murders. It's not just gore. You know, it's, like, an actual interesting... Like, it almost reminded me more, more of, like, like a gory Looper. Like, it's not like Looper, but just... I'm trying to think. Like, it's just yeah. something that has, like, more going for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the other thing with the 
publicity is that I think it's a bad poster, but also <laughs> in the trailer, they use the most cliche thing that everybody makes fun of movie trailers now for is they say from visionary director. Oh yeah. Brandon. Please. Like that's the word that they tag on Michael Bay, you know, like that kind of yeah. stuff. And it's oh. been made fun of. Like I've seen sketches making fun of it. And I'm like, we can't use the word visionary that's for rough. a filmmaker anymore because it, it sounds like an Because everyone's a visionary. Dude, yeah. they, they did that when, when Eli Roth's second movie came out. They were like, an Eli Roth film. I was like, what does that mean? He yeah. made one movie. He made Cabin Fever, which was a joke. From Master of Horror. Yeah, basically. You make one horror movie or a Master of Horror. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I'm like, what does this even mean anymore? Like, and it just, uh, you know. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's when they say like, from the visionary director of Man of Steel. I'm yeah. Like, well, or the visionary mind. And it's not even a quote, right? Like, it's not like, quote, Roger right. Ebert. They just said that, you know? It's true. Like, well, and he had a vision. I mean, that part's true. I don't know. Like, yeah. like does visionary just mean that your vision came to fruition? Because if See, so, I could yes. tag that on our new comic book. I could true. put from visionary writers, Howard Wong and Josh Stafford. What's that quote from? Oh, no, I just said that. Yeah, I can say it if you want. And oh, then yeah. quote me. That might be better. You won't get in trouble. But it won't have like a, a newspaper affiliate. It'll just no, say, that's true. Just say, Eric. Who's Eric? Yeah, the, the Larson oh, Times. Wait, no, Mayfair Theater Podcast. Oh, there you go. <laughs> See, I'm involved in that, I think. so. <laughs> Loop it around. Yeah. But I think th- I think this is like, it's a Gwen-proof movie. But, you know, there might be a couple parts where she yeah. maybe doesn't want to look right at the screen, you know? I just have to pretend it's a TV show because we watch some scary TV shows. Like, yeah. We're not going to talk about TV for long because we've got movies to talk about. But Lovecraft Country. Oh, yeah, definitely. Is the scariest thing I've ever seen oh, on TV. Yeah. The oh goriest thing ever. Like, if that was a movie, it would be, it would be X. If she's fine with that, she'll be totally fine. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like that one episode where they had the suit on of skin and the yeah. skin's coming off. I, I was like, even I'm kind of horrified <laughs> by this. And I've seen some stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, anyhow. No, she's good. She's good. It's a really, like, I was surprised. Like, it's a very, I'd heard going in that it's a really good movie, which can sometimes be like a death knell for yeah. movies. But it, for me, it lived up to it. I yeah, don't want to yeah. overhype it, but it's probably the greatest movie I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good, though. Okay, so another Ottawa premiere we have this week is the documentary Zappa. Oh, weird. I'm excited from a nerd point of view. I don't know anything about Frank Zappa, but the interesting dominoes for me on this is I heard about this documentary because Joel from Mystery Science Theater is a big Frank Zappa fan. Hmm. So he gave a shout out to this Kickstarter campaign and said, Mystery Science Theater fans, if you go and donate five bucks, two bucks, whatever it was, use this code and we're going to keep track. And one of you is going to get a special Mystery Science Theater theme prize. So I chipped in. But I also was happy to because it's directed by Alex Winter from Bill and Ted. Oh, wow. I keep forgetting. And he has become quite the independent and documentary filmmaker over the past, God, I don't know, 15 years or so. So he did this Kickstarter, did very well. And now months later, this movie's coming out. We're screening it on the big screen, which is fun because during these horrible times, it's opening up more opportunities to screen stuff we might not be at one point. Mm Mm-hmm. And Alex has been great on social media. Like little filmmakers are so much better than big filmmakers because Chris Nolan's not going to give us a shout out. But Alex Winter on his Facebook, on his Twitter and everything is like retweeted and said, hey, Ottawa and stuff like that. So it's just it's it's fun. It's cool that he's actually knowledgeable that, oh, neat, my movie's playing in Canada. Mm hmm. And a documentary like this is good because I don't know anything. So it's all going to be a surprise. Yeah, same. I honestly don't know much about him. I know he's just one of those guys, like kind of like Captain Beefheart, you know, where just people know the name, but they they don't, they may have never heard any of his yeah, music. Yeah, people know the, the name and like his, you know, what he looks like. Yeah, like a weirdo kind of know, thing. He never had like a top 10. Well, he had a... He, he hit had, Valley Girl. That was a... He had Valley, like Valley <laughs> Girl, but he never, yeah. ha- he didn't have like a series of hits or anything. He no. was just a guy who 
composed like album after album. Yeah. And- like some listenable, some not as listenable, depending. Yeah. You know. <laughs> he had like very hardcore fans, but yeah. not, I don't know if anyone's like a casual Zappa, uh, Zappa fan. <laughs> yeah. Like you're not just throwing it on over like Sunday tea probably, yeah. but hey, he was to judge. And I know he has a legacy of all of his kids do creative things yeah. as well. Dweezil. Yeah. That's the only way I remember. Dweezil Zappa. Dweezil Zappa. Because it's like, how do you forget a name like Dweezil Zappa? I got an autograph from Emmett Zappa. Ahmet? Ahmet? Ahmet Zappa? Is it Ahmet or Ahmed? I think it's I, Am- Ahmet. I would believe either of you. Either one. I, I got, he was a book signing at San Diego Comic-Con one year. Okay. And just randomly I was like, ah, that looks interesting. What do they do? Uh, he wrote like a weird comic book. Ah, there you go. Yeah. So, And it was just like a single, like, you know, like a $3 comic book. So I was like, oh, that's neat. Someone will think it's cool that I met a Zappa. <laughs> yeah. Wait, have you been saving this for years to drop on this podcast? Yeah. It's Man. all come to fruition. I've never been a huge Frank Zappa fan, but on the other hand, I like the guy whose first name I could never remember. But it's almost like very different person. But years ago, I know nothing about sports and went to the Muhammad Ali documentary in the 90s hmm. and knew who he was, knew he was this amazing person. But I didn't know the ins and outs of this boxing match in the movie. And I knew he had some wins and losses. Mm-hmm. So me watching that movie, I don't like sports, but I like movies about sports. It was like edge of my seat cliffhanger. Yeah. Whereas I'm sure other people in there were like, oh, I know what's going to happen here. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like boring. <laughs> boring. Yeah. Like, man. Yeah. No, it's, it's kind of fun because there's even a lot of sports events like that that I have nothing, you know, I have no knowledge of. And I kind of consider myself to be a sports fan, I guess. I don't like saying that on here, though. Like it, it kills my, my nerd yeah, cred. But your reverse nerd cred. I'm so, I will say I did enjoy Draft Day with Kevin Costner. I'm not saying it's a good movie, but for a movie based on the NFL draft and like the ins <laughs> and outs behind the scenes, that may sound boring, but I was like, yeah, what do they do? Like, what's the deal with the NFL draft? You know, like, it's so I guess I'm like, I think you might actually like Draft Day if you ever get the chance. Well, I've seen. <laughs> That's a random record. It's a random, know, right? Yeah. Like, it just pops in my head. I've seen his golf movie, Tin, oh, tin Cup. Yeah, Tin Cup. You gotta have that. Bull Durham. Yeah. I saw his Robin Hood movie. Oh, man. For lo- did you see For Love of the Game? The, I think oh, yeah. Sam Raimi. From the, director Sam Raimi. Of, from the director of Evil Dead. Yeah. yeah. And with John C. Riley as his yeah. co-star. That's my favorite baseball movie. <laughs> man, it has a great score. Like, that's not much of a sell for my... I think Basil Podereris did that. Well, I think it's the key is there's one... It's narrated by Kurt Russell... It's called something like The Battered Bastards of Baseball. Oh, I've seen that. That's really good. Really good. But the key is baseball for 160 games or whatever it is, is boring. You whittle down a season into two hours. Yeah. That's the way to do it. It's true. You get all the highlights. You get all the ups and downs. I can never understand. It's 162 games. And and, and then the playoffs. Oh, so many games. So it's like, I can't even, like, I like the Blue Jays, but I'm like, I'll watch like one game. And I'm like, well, I'm good for several months, (laughs) I think. Like, it's just, and they're all kind of the same game some of the time too. I don't know. I don't want to get on a soapbox because people love baseball. (laughs) But yeah, basketball is the best though, as we all agree. (laughs) Okay. Then we have a third Ottawa premiere, Percy, starring Christopher Walken. Ooh. Based on a true oh, yeah. story about a, good. a farmer fighting the power. Man, we love those. And I think it's set in Saskatchewan. It's the most exciting thing ever <laughs> oh, in Saskatchewan. Yeah. I hope he doesn't get like shot at the end by like big, uh, big oil or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, nowhere. Who's he going up against? Big oil? Monsanto, I Monsa- think. Oh, yeah, it's like, we hate them. It's like Monsanto is trying to trick him to say like, hey, we're taking your seeds away because Weak. we're jerks. And 
he's accused of reusing their seeds or doing something he's not supposed to be doing. I, I don't understand the world. Yeah. I vaguely <laughs> remember this farming, story. Farming but stuff. Yeah, no, that's weird. Genetically modified Walken is what they should have called it, but I mean, it's still pretty good. It'd be good if it just totally goes off the rails in the end and becomes like a gangster movie. Oh my god. And I'm, I, you can tell it's like a serious flick too. Yeah. And like, it is obviously not one of his like goofy roles, but at the same time it's hard when it's Christopher Walken. It is. It's the same that our friend Nick Cage gets troubled with yeah. when he'll do a completely middle of the road excellent serious dramatic like part. Like Joe, and for Joe, example. Joe yeah. is so good. And people are like, ah, look what he's doing here. Yeah. You're like, no, he's not doing anything. <laughs> he's going to do something crazy. He's playing a normal guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, or is he? Like, oh man, we'll never know. But yeah, no, this looked good. I hadn't I hadn't actually heard of it, but uh it's an interesting story. And it's G rated. You don't oh, wow. see that much anymore. See, that means there's not even like a swear no, word in it. <laughs> probably doesn't get shot in the head. Probably yet, not I a brutal think. ending. Yeah, so come see that. And then finally this week we have I have no idea. I haven't even seen a trailer yet, so I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right. Ammonite? Sounds about I right. I mean that sounds <laughs> let's say that. A M M O N I T E Ammonite. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's what I would have said. But it's with Kate Winslet and Saoirse Ronan. Oh, we love Saoirse, that. who I spent months figuring out Sa- how to say her Sa- name Sa- right. Saoirse. 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 Saoirse Ronan. Saoirse. Oh, I love her name. Feels weird to say. But I have seen her in a couple of months, and I saw, yeah, I guess it must have been for this. And I was like, oh, yeah, Saoirse. How are you? And it's a uh, dramatic historical romance hmm. between that, the two ladies. That doesn't sound like Saoirse Ronan Saoirse. at all. Like, that's all she does. Yeah, she's never in those things. Yeah, she's got to do like a Star Wars or something. Or, or Kate Winslet as well. Like both of them have so many of those in their filmography. Already. And yeah, they got to do like doing up the blurb for this. Sure. Kate Winslet is an Oscar winner. Right. Saoirse Ronan, who I don't think is 30, is a no. four-time Oscar nominee already. Uh, that's that's quite the run. Surpri- I knew of like two of those, but yeah. Who was uh, that? Like Little Women... Brooklyn, uh, the favorite, the was favorite, Lady Bird, not the favorite. She's not. Wasn't the she favorite. in that? No, no that's Emma Stone. Of... Ah, shoot, my bad. Sorry How about that. You? Sorry about that. <laughs> kind of looked like her a little bit. She on the could poster. have been in it. She, right. I'm sure she, she was would up have for the been part. Oscar nominated yeah. had she been in that film. That's what I'm saying. Well, yeah, was she up for Lady Bird? But then, like, I just watched. I, so. I thought so. Yeah. Hillbilly Elegy, and Glenn Close is. Oh, am I getting this right? Seven-time nominee and. Amy Adams is a six-time nominee. That seems right. Yeah, because Amy Adams, she had like three in a row. Yeah. Like, and I, well, she had two the one year, I remember. Cause she was That's in, not fair. She was in um, Arrival and something that isn't Arrival. She back was in back. Arrival, right? I'm not, she was. Yeah. She was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. I was like, oh, that was Emma Stone. God damn it. <laughs> God, yeah. they, they got to give Glenn Close one of these Oscars. Yeah, seriously. It doesn't seem fair. And Meryl Streep has what, like 30? Uh, yeah. It's, it's, you can give one of hers away. Yeah, just <laughs> get, keep track of all <laughs> just this. Just give her one. God, she was in that the big short. Was she in that one? It gets so confusing when all these movies come out and then like everyone's nominated and then we're the, all good, you know? <laughs> yeah, and then that movie disappears forever. Like I'll never hear this hillbilly movie again. I can't. There's, it's, it's happening too fast. <laughs> too I can't fast. keep up with this. And then last thing to mention this week is we have a cinema coming up on oh. Saturday, and it's good because sadly we had this genius master plan oh, to do two Halloween cinemas, and it worked well because. Especially now with the way the schedule works and extra cleaning in between and whatever. If we have a movie on at 9 o'clock and it's a two and a half hour movie, we can't have a cinema because then that means it's starting at 1230. I mean, we could, but it's just doing it past midnight is just kind of silly. So it works best when we have like a a shorter movie lead in, like a 90 minute movie lead in or whatever. So Mm. this one coming up is Possessor, which I think is an hour and 40 minutes. Yeah, it's not too long. So that means that cinema starts at 1145. Mm. So a little bit 
more man. reasonable. That'll be a good double bill. I don't know what cinema will be, but yeah, we were gonna have Zappa before, but Zappa is two hours and ten minutes. Oh wow! So wow. I made I made the suggestion to That's a to, long movie. to swap it out. Yeah, just because of that. So now we got Zappa on the Friday night, Possessor on the Saturday night. Smart. And then nerds can do a double bill if they'd like. Yeah, that's good though. Like I mean, I'm sure his life was interesting enough to merit two hours and ten minutes. I I totally do believe that. Every time I see a documentary as such, or even a biopic, where you're like. Wow, they had to whittle down Elton John into two hours yeah. or whittle down Queen into two hours. Like that's And they didn't. That is an example of television being a better medium yeah. for documentary possibly, because you can take ten hours to really explore it. Yeah, yeah. Ken Burns Zappa. Yeah. <laughs> it would be like three years long. Yeah. Like, God. Cinema will be coming up and maybe we'll have another one soon after where if you look at our schedule right now, it's packed already yeah and we've got a whole bunch of maybes circling because in ottawa anyhow the multiplexes are closed so that might mean the opportunity for us to get a couple of bigger things mm -hmm. but we don't know wink wink i can't, wink, tell. Wink. <laughs> I can't tell what this is but yeah we might get a wondrous yeah. movie based on a woman mm. in a comic book what could he be talking oh the wonder <laughs> twins movie yeah twins i'm pretty movie. excited about that oh man activate mayfair theater but, uh, yeah, who knows? Oh, Andrew, do you know anything about the Quentin Tarantino book? I read that there's yeah, going to be... Yeah, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, he's doing it as a novel. It's coming out this summer, I think. So I is he rewriting it from scratch? Or no, did... he started writing it as a novel before hmm. he did it as a script. So it's, like, done then. It was, yeah, it was so done, I, like, It's probably been ago. done for a while. Yeah, wow. Knowing Quentin, is it going to be, like, 900 pages long? <laughs> Maybe. Because I've heard that some of his screenplays are, like, yeah. ridiculous. I hope it's long. Yeah, you'd be all over that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's doing a film theory book, too. Man, you'll like be all film, over that. Film, rev film reviews, too. So, yeah, it's, like, he's got, like, a two-book deal. Man, you're going to be all set. Christ yeah. Christmas and birthday uh, requests there. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I thought he was supposed to do you can pre -order more that. comic books, too. Yeah. Well, like, there was, yeah, he was doing Django and Zorro, which I think he helped write. I think he'd do a movie. Of, so, I don't know if this is just fan daydreams, but I thought they were going to do a movie of Django and Zorro. I've, I think there was talk about it, yeah. but I don't know if that's how serious they were about that. Well, it's like the Star Trek thing. It seems now that the blessing and he was of the curse about doing a star trek yeah yeah the, yeah the blessing and the curse of the tv shows doing well with discovery and picard and lower decks is so good the cartoon yeah. is oh, so yeah, good it's so funny is i think they've really halted the movie plans for the time being because someone asked simon Pegg recently and he just genuinely was like yeah i don't know because there was going to be another simon Pegg, chris pine zachary quinto movie and they had directors attached and everything yeah. then the quentin thing happened and that made people go oh is this two separate properties and then they thought like Picard was going to be the Tarantino movie and then that didn't oh, happen. Man. So I don't know what's happening with all that, but I can't imagine Quentin Tarantino without completely going bonkers directing a Star Trek movie. Yeah. I, I just, is it going to be like, can he, like David Lynch did The Straight Story. Great movie. Can Quentin Tarantino do that? Can he just be like, like I'm not putting in pop music. I'm not putting in swearing. Or would he? Like, or would I he? believe he can. Yeah. But like, would, is it even worth, like he can do whatever he wants with whatever budget he wants and that's the thing like is it worth it for him to do a compromised version of star trek or like is he even capable because he wanted to do i think that i think right? the idea was that it'd be an r-rated star that, trek yeah that's what i thought too they could do it like mandalorian style like a different genre different characters hmm. you know like not that mando's completely different from star wars but it's slightly more lone wolf and cub kind of yeah japanese western kind of but yeah well and it's just been outstanding so i mean i just imagine it being like a bad mad tv sketch of like 
Quentin Tarantino Star Trek. And like, <laughs> like the music cues in yeah. and it's a dance number and Uhura gets hit with a needle in the heart. You know, oh, it's all the, all the tropes of a Tarantino movie. Or just rapid fire speeches about past Star Trek lore, you know? Yeah. Just, just going on about, you know, well, when Captain Kirk was speaking to me about this, I was just going to spell him and him and this. And Them like, sitting okay. around a table just like talking about Madonna, you know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Like, these are all good. I Andrew, want to see all, all in for all of these. I changed ideas, my mind. I, I want all this to happen. I can see actually him doing a Star Trek TV series might even be better to be honest. Like, yeah, then he could do like like a six episode arc or something. Or well, whatever. that was another thing too, right? Wasn't he talking about maybe doing Once Upon a Time in well, Hollywood like, yeah, well, TV show? That well, that like, was like a be lo- an extended version, I think. Yeah, in Bounty Law, they were gonna do a oh, six yeah. episode or something. Oh, yeah. I would watch that. Oh, that would be that, awesome. that'd be awesome. Oh, if they did, I hope he does that. Black and white for with sure. commercial breaks like Grindhouse with Ooh. like fake commercials. Yeah. Oh, that'd be so good. Yeah, because I think that was the plan was to do like 20 minute episodes, black and white, like do it as if they were kind of lost episodes or whatever. Yeah. I don't, it, the commercials would be fun. Yeah, so. do it commercials with somebody doing like the cigarette commercials. Oh my and God. That Quentin, Quentin, amazing. do this. It's a good yeah, idea. please. I hope he hears that. I think he wrote scripts for them. Yeah, that's what I heard too. Yeah. Because it was only going to be like six episodes or something. Like not, yeah. not a huge order, but that would be so He could fun. write them. Do it cheap. Robert Rodriguez could direct them for nothing. He's good at directing quick TV stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They're pals. That would work. Honestly, like even it'd be nice if you could get DiCaprio back. But I mean, even if they recast, like I'd rather see it than not have it happen at all. Kind of thing. It's tough but... to say, but I think if Tarantino said we're gonna do this relatively quick, yeah. you know, we'll do it in a couple weeks. Yeah, I think I think he would do it. It'll be fun. It's yeah. fun. Come on. And then you could have fun stuff like. Brad Pitt playing a stuntman for sure, easily. Yeah. So all you see is like Brad Pitt come in and get punched and like fall off a horse. <laughs> oh man, we need this. Oh, we. What, so what's bad. Tarantino's phone number? I want this like more than any of the other things we've already talked about <laughs> yeah. to him doing. To be honest, like I would rather see a Bounty Law miniseries than a Star Trek film. But I mean, I want both. So yeah. Okay. Yeah, we really dare, like, dare to dream. We got it. Let's get working on this. <laughs> we can do this. Okay, let's wrap this up so we can take care of your friends finishing yeah. up watching whatever they're watching right now. Yeah, yeah. Spray them down and get them out of the theater. Tune in next week. We'll be talking about December full on. We'll be on to the week of December 4th next week. We might have some news on some more Christmas bookings. Fun, fun. Go visit our friends at House of Targ. I stopped in there on the weekend to get some takeout frozen pierogies for home. Nice. I still need to do that. It's it's very reasonably priced. It's like 10 bucks for a dozen pierogies and they throw in fun stuff, whether it be like buttons or things like that yeah yeah. it seems bad if you want to cook that up i was like (laughs) this tastes awful you take a bite at your program there's a sticker in this check out mayfairtheater.ca twitter instagram facebook we look forward to seeing you soon at the mayfair thanks everybody bye bye really think you should bring home a possessor poster and just set it up in your bathroom and then when gwen goes in there to be like the face five hundred dollars and this man's going to collect he's jake cahill and he lives by Bounty Law. You don't ever bring him in alive, now do you, Jake? Well, when there's three of them and one of me. What are you looking at, Bounty Killer? Looking at an ugly owl who's about to get his jaw busted. Amateurs try and take men in alive. Amateurs usually don't make it. Whether you're dead or alive, you're just a dollar sign to Jake Cahill on Party Law. Thursdays at 8.30, only on NBC.